Oh, starting a little late, and that's my bad. Uh, huge shout out to uh, my co-host here that I'll introduce in a second properly. But um, as most of you that are longtime listeners and any new listeners, I will tell you now, uh, I work in an interesting industry called uh, the film industry, and we were shooting a sports bar tonight, which is ironic because we have to turn all the TVs off on the floor we're shooting on, but upstairs where the rest of the crew is, they had nine TVs on with the Ottawa-Carolina game and the Leafs game. So every now and then I got to run upstairs and I had people updating me, but I did not get to watch a ton of it. I did watch all of overtime and I watched part of the second and I watched the shootout. So I missed when the Leafs were bad <laughs> and, and I also missed uh, Matthew's hat trick. So uh, I'll let I'll defer to my uh, co-host here to fill me in on the rest, but we're going to have a regular old episode like we normally would. We got questions. We got the whole shebang. It's Leafs friggin' late night, and we are back with a regular season. And I know there's a laugh that y'all just heard in there from a familiar face that has not been here in a while. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Ross, public address announcer for your Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast, your post-game destination. And now, your starting lineup, Roscoe, the Fanalist, Southey, Beaner, and Darty Rodeur on the Leafs Late Night Podcast. All right, so I know y'all heard it. It's the return. Return of the Mac. <laughs> return of the Steph. Return of the Fanalist. Fanalist is back. So excited. Ah. Welcome. We've also got the always here, always trusty Beaner. <laughs> National Beaner Graphic, who's once again uh, in the comfort of his own home, which is nice to see. Back-to-back episodes at home. Look at you. Yeah, I don't know. The last time that happened was probably during COVID. Yeah, really. (laughs) And it feels like it's been that long since Steph was here. Welcome back. (laughs) Thanks, guys. I know, I know it's been a freaking hectic off-season, but just like Matthew said before the game, we have a fresh slate among us. We're starting from scratch. We have a new season. Feels like Christmas, right? Uh, It's just so exciting and tonight i think we just saw everything under the sun that could possibly happen and lots to talk about and for anyone who's been with us since day one that makes uh, two playoff eliminations in a row that has caused steph to go into a four-month shutdown so the leafs need to win or else we're gonna lose steph like that's just what happens that's it next year it's gonna be r.i.p guys (laughs) Uh, so All jokes aside, I'm super happy to have you back. It's how we started, and it's, uh, you know, everybody missed you. So happy to have you here. I missed you. No, I missed you guys, honestly. It's been a rough off-season for me, but even getting into the preseason, I wasn't that excited, and I wasn't keeping up to date with the news. And I'm like, Steph, no, snap out of it. Like, this is what you're passionate about. And tonight just goes to show like how exciting watching or watching hockey can be. And I'm just happy to be back. It's refreshing and ah, clear mind and I'm good to go. Hell yeah. Glad to hear it. Uh, getting back into the swig of things is actually an interesting way to start here. So um, this is the first regular season game many of us have watched. And it's like it's like riding a bike, you know, preseason was whatever preseason. I've, I missed a lot of it. But like 
I feel like it dragged on and you, you know that you're not getting invested because A, the game doesn't matter and B, it's never a lineup that you can really judge anything on. You're more just watching for who stands out individually, which is also tough and not what you watch hockey for. So me back to full form tonight, I'm standing upstairs on the second floor and everyone's kind of doing their own thing. We're in between setups and stuff. Some of the actors are upstairs and I, um, whose goal was it? I saw one of the goals and I was like freaking out. I was like, yes, let's go. And everybody just like starts laughing. They're like, okay, we found the Leaf fan in the room. I'm like the only <laughs> one left because Sudley's not working with me anymore. So no. um, I do have to shout out. He did want to be here, but because I uh, was so late, he had to back out. And also I apologize to him. He sent me his division picks for the last episode that I uh, totally forgot to read off. And I apologize, but we also haven't done yours and um i guess just yeah yours and his we can we can add and we'll put them all together into a a thing so people can track and i guess we'll let you vote on who's you're getting behind okay and we'll see Sounds who wins good. with the most backers at the end of the season S- same with darty we got to get his picks in and um yeah have a little oh, yeah, game going oh yeah darty hey darty yeah, yeah. yeah, sometimes <laughs> absent one <laughs> But uh, no, it's it's really exciting to watch real hockey again. Like I was standing with my hands on top of my head for a shootout, you know, back to normal. It's so exciting, man. <laughs> yeah, I was fortunate enough to go to a preseason game and that was fun. Like it, it, it really helped getting back into the spirit. And but, you know, I, I, I'm usually the type to watch all games, watch all interviews, every other team's highlights, like even for fantasy purposes, especially for preseason. But this year, eh. but you know what? This new roster, this new GM, <coughs> so many changes. Like I'm seriously tri loving it. Um, yeah. Down to the song tonight. Like, damn, like coming into this, at least we have some. Um, uh, you know, Mike Ross coming into his eighth season and then Joe Bo- Joe Bowen for 40 second season, guys. <laughs> wow. Nice to have familiar names. Awesome. The uh, the one that I am sad to see go Ray Ferraro's over on ESPN. Now, I heard him when I was watching the, the Pittsburgh Chicago game yesterday and I was like, oh, Ray, no, <laughs> I forgot. No, <laughs> I like so, him. Yeah, it was sad to see or sad to hear him on another station that we're probably not going to get a lot of games on. But uh why is it that I do go ahead? Why is it that Sportsnet can never get anybody that we feel that way about? <laughs> I don't <laughs> like it's know. always TSN, Ferraro, Mike Johnson's great. Like Sportsnet just gets everybody's like you know rejects. We get freeged. <laughs> that is true. We've been able to lock Freege down, and he's not uh, at least anytime soon going anywhere. It seems he's better um, than Dragger, anyways. So yeah. speaking of Frege, he reported today that everybody that the Leafs, uh, well, not just the Leafs, but everyone cleared waivers. So I, before we get to the game, I do want to touch on this because I brought this up on Twitter and everybody seemed to agree. Um, was this just everyone clowning on Dubas? Because <laughs> in no world would both Martin Jones, Bobby McMahon, and I don't, I can't even remember who else they had to clear through waivers, but those are the two that popped out to me. Those guys would have easily been claimed. I said it last episode, fucking Harry Sateri was claimed. And you're telling me these guys go through with no hitch? Like, this had to be a vendetta against Kyle. 100%. I agree. Honestly, I agree. Like, 
everything that could go wrong with Dube has pretty much happened when it came to the contract stuff. Like, thank God for, you know, the other stuff there. Like, I, I don't know. I, I was listening to that episode you guys did and it, it made complete sense to me. <laughs> like, I'm looking at, okay, who did the Penguins put on waivers? Because these guys would have cleared as well. So it's not even like they're following this to Pittsburgh, which pisses me off. Um, Mark Friedman, Magnus Helberg, Vinny Hinestroza, Colin White, and Radom Zahorna all waived. Former Leaf Zahorna. So if those guys all made it through, like those are, I mean, yeah, they're guys that aren't everyday names anymore, but at least they're recognizable. So I don't know. I feel like it was a combination, and everyone seemed to agree, uh, a combination of Dubas being himself and young and with the Leafs they just went yeah no (laughs) you're not having success with that team when like none of us have and before you've you know uh had your time in this league so yeah he was kind of like the younger sibling that you just always deny because they are the younger sibling and just no reason (laughs) yeah it's like if your younger sibling is a little you know more athletically talented than you and tries to climb that tree that you couldn't when you were a kid. It's like, ah, no, 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 you're not doing that yet. You can't do that because I can't do that yet. So fuck you. (laughs) That just seems like how this has all been treated. Uh, The only other thing I know we got to get into the game, but the only other thing was the, uh, you mentioned it, the goal song. We're trying to pull up what the actual whole thing was because they they specified like how it was going to be changed. What was it? It's like one based on throwback one year. I'll let you do it. You probably know. Yeah, so there's four different songs. We only uh, got the reveal of one. So there's going to be a Throwback Thursday song, um, a song played against original six teams. And then what was the other thing? Uh, Now I'm just drawing a blank, of course. Throwback Uh, Thursday, I'm going to, my guess is Bye 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 by NSYNC. (laughs) Oh, God, no. Can you imagine uh, that? Next Gen Night. Sorry. Right, next gen. So next gen will be something Drake or the weekend for sure. I'm surprised Beams. that this or yeah, I don't think it'll be Beebs. I think it'll be Drake. Uh, especially with a new album coming out. They, he might have gotten in touch if they were, you know, planning something like this. And it's supposed to be like for the kids. Uh Beebs is a little I don't know. We're not kids anymore and he's our age. <laughs> he actually um posted today saying, Can't wait to listen to Hollow Notes tonight. <laughs> Jokes on you, bud. <laughs> So that tells you that he's not one of them because he would have known. Yeah, true. <laughs> well, unless he did know mind. and he was trying to troll us. Maybe. Ah, maybe. But maybe. That, that would lead me to believe that it was tonight. So I, um, even when I was watching, it was on mute. Did they play Pursuit of Happiness for all the goals? Yes. And it's the Steve Aoki remix. Okay. I'm going to just go out on a limb. That's a pretty, that song is like 10 years old at this point. It's not from like, not an era that I would consider a throwback and like, I don't know, 20, 2009 to 2014 is like some of the worst music we've ever had. Pursuit of Happiness by Kid Cudi. Great song in its time. I don't listen to that song anymore. I remember being so hyped on it when it came out. I remember being really big on Kid Cudi, but like that music from that era didn't age that well. And yes, it's a remix. I really don't like Steve Aoki. Like <laughs> if we're just doing festival house music, it's like, I don't know. If you're just going to go the house music route, why Pursuit of Happiness? Like, I don't know. Maybe some of the guys picked it. Uh, It's not my favorite. 
So we did have some questions on that, and we're might as well answering them right now. Uh, Beggars Nick, can't be choosers. I guess. <laughs> Nick at Leaves Thirty Four is asking, "How do you feel about the new Goal song?" As we just heard Roscoe talk about, uh, he actually loves it. And Cal from Discord is a thumbs up or a thumbs down for the new song. And also Lucas Hainsworth just had a little comment: "The Goal song goes great in the car with some real bass." Okay. <laughs> To see, I'm I'm talking from having not actually heard it in the context of the goal being scored. So we'll see next game when I get to see that. But just knowing the song, I'm like, that's eh, a weird pick. But whatevs. What do you think, Bean? I don't. I didn't know the song because I listened to everything that my dad listened to growing up. So all the bands because <laughs> you're a dad are either dead or retired. Yeah, um, and you're a dad, so you're just like dadding <laughs> it for the last ten years. Even though you haven't been a dad for ten years, you've just been in dad mode. <laughs> so I I was not familiar with the song, but it it it's okay. I I don't know if it's like uh, what is it the Helsinki syndrome where you just get so used to something, even though it's not necessarily a good situation that it's you know you just yeah you, you almost miss it when it's gone see yeah. i feel like a good one for the leafs to do is like if you're gonna go with something a little older do like a nickelback song you know oh god no yes like can you imagine <laughs> every time they score it's not like you to say sorry that would be yes. so fucking hype <laughs> why are you just singing th- theory of a nickel creed Dude, because butt rock, okay, they are the best butt rock. Don't even. Everybody coming at Nickelback, you know what? Go back and listen to those and tell me you don't know the words to like 15 songs across three albums because you do. They're bangers. Uh, that's because that's because the radios in Canada are required to play Canadian music every oh. so much every hour. Bean. They were this? on, okay, they were, them and Slipknot were the highest selling acts on Roadrunner, which is an American label. They had a different one in Canada. Don't even. Get at me on this, I can go off. Okay. Yeah, girl. I know. They do have good uh, songs. Let them I know. just love getting you going. So um I think <laughs> coming from the the music kid slash DJ, I think if you're gonna go for next gen, you do Drake for every every night, I think like some Canadian butt rock like Nickelback would be hilarious because you just get to shove it in everyone's face. Even though they're from Alberta and they're playing like the the classic out there this year, the Heritage game. Um, it's still Canadian, it's still fun. Um, who else? And then NSYNC would be fun for the throwback one. Like just bye, 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 bye. Like every time they score on Thursdays, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. They need to play that if the team they're playing against has to pull their goalie. Oh my God. <laughs> or even it's going to be me. Like as soon as they score that, it's going to be May. It's going to be May. That would be so funny. Okay. Now I'm going to uh, pass off to you guys. We've got to talk about the game. We're at the 15-minute mark. So uh, first period, what the hell happened? First period, you know, actually going into the game, the Leafs were wearing the 2024 Toronto All-Star patches on their jerseys. I saw that. Are they going to wear these every night until the All-Star game? I think so. I don't know. They're a little loud is the word I would use. Yeah. And there's no more TikTok on the helmet. I didn't notice that. I like that. What's on there now? Mm, I didn't see. I couldn't yeah, catch some, it. Someone was commenting on that. I don't really think they had anything. 
Interesting. I I saw the all-star patch and I was like, mm, it's quite orange or red or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. It, it kind of stands out a lot. Like it's if we're doing orange? this every night. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, really contrasting color to the blue and white. Hmm. But I didn't mind. I mean, it's it's still pretty. Uh, it it matches, I guess. I guess the, it's the badge we have for the year. It's the All Stars. You know, it's not a, a bad thing to wear. I just I don't know. It was very jarring to see. I guess it's a reminder to start saving now. If you think you <laughs> cannot afford a game in the regular season on a weekday night, you don't even want to know the prices going into these All Star games. Do you want to know the price of Sens and Blackhawks tickets in Ottawa to go see Bedard? Tell us. In the upper 300s, eh, they're 500 bucks right now. Oh, chump change, eh? Yep. Wow. Holy hell. Yeah, Damn. I just told that at work today, and I was like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Good thing he just scored. For, just for a bit. Yeah, he did score tonight. So uh, what's that, two points? Yep. Nice, good Goal for him. Assist. So uh, the Leafs, however, had a pretty abysmal first period from what I understood, but convince me otherwise or tell me why. <laughs> oh, let's see. Three minutes into the game, uh, TJ Brody loses an edge and just sits right flat on his ass. So oh, no. Evans jumps up and takes that opportunity and does not miss. Gregor is right on his ass, but unfortunately could not catch up with with him without getting called for a penalty or something and that was the first of two goals thanks to Brody tonight unfortunately and I really hate to say that yikes yeah and the kicker yeah. was Evans only had two goals last season sorry of course. no that's okay it it was your typical like first game of the season I know it's not really an excuse these guys should be ready but Freddie had a really I mean sorry Sammy <laughs> had a really rough uh for those who can't see us that was on purpose um yeah he, he had a, a really rough start to this game like towards the end and in the shootout he he was looking more like the sammy we saw last year but um yeah opening night shake all the cobwebs off brody needs to get his skate sharpened geo looked like he was gas skating out for the player introductions oh god um, yeah, it, it it's first game of the season. It, it was nice to see Matthews show up. Him and Marners look like they haven't changed at all. Bertuzzi looks like he's still playing on the Red Wings because he doesn't know what to do with two people that skilled. Um, but no, there, there was a lot of uh, good things to take away from this game. But at the same time, we if, if we play like this all year, it, it's going to be a long year. Yeah, oh boy. it's funny you said about that about Freddie. As I was, you know, just taking my little notes here during the game, I accidentally typed Freddie at one point, and I'm not <laughs> even fucking kidding you. Like, I was like, oh my God, Freddie, of course. And I'm just like, oh shit, Sammy, no. <laughs> but yeah, everything, you know, this first period, especially, like we just have to highlight here, Fraser Minton getting his NHL debut awesome yeah. parents in the stands they'll be here on saturday as well 
Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I feel like you make that exact sound every time I hit that yay! button. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Nothing's changed. Oh my God. So Treliving actually gave the call to Minton while he was having Thanksgiving dinner at Riley's house. So and, that's a fun little story. And did you see that? Uh, so when the Leafs posted their story saying that Minton was in the opening lineup, did you see who uh, shared that to their Instagram story? And with a little happy face? Bedar. Yeah. That um, he's going to learn quick that uh, you can't drop anything related to Toronto or you're going to start a rumor mill. It's been literally like 48 hours since not even it's been like 24 hours since the end of their game their first game and he's already got toronto rumors going like be careful Connor. <laughs> please be careful don't give us any hope the crazy thing yeah. about that is like these kids have played to, against each other in the whl right like it, it it's not like they've never met or anything like that i imagine at some point or another for some sort of all-star game or something they've been in the same dressing room so i'm sure they're probably even friends like i personally don't see any issue with doing something like that but you're absolutely right anybody sees that connected to toronto and it's just gonna start a shitstorm. oh yeah of course it's just somebody being happy for another person that's like their age really getting a chance because they are or they are a year apart they year would apart. be a year know. apart i think yeah so, yeah, because Minton's in 04. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just being happy for somebody that's getting the, the opportunity, right? Like, I don't think anyone expected a month ago that Minton would be in the opening lineup and Nikki Bobby would be, you know, down. So, here we are. Yeah. So, as the period progressed at the 10-minute mark, we get to see what Reeves can do. And first, he takes a little jab at uh, Gooley on the sideboards. And Jack Guy... Mm saw this but then reeves finishes his four check on jack eye and he took that super fucking personally because he raved like a savage right back at him to get him a 10 minute game misconduct during this fight so the fight we've all been wait waiting for between wi-fi and jack eye and damn like this kid just acted like he didn't have his rabies shot and he was just going freaking ham on on reeves but it's like there wasn't really a clear winner i don't know it was so fast and i don't know what what did you think about that bean it like that's why you get someone like reeves right to to finish your checks um like when he went after Gooley, honestly there, there was a potential of it borderline being called with with the way some of these calls have been going. Um, we're in the second night, and we've already got two penalty shots in the season. Um, but no, like Jack Eye, Wi-Fi, whatever you want to call him, he definitely had the instigator. And, you know, that's, that's a big-time penalty for you as a player. Like, that's a 2, a 5, and a 10. The 2-minute instigator to the 5 for fighting, and then a 10-minute misconduct for the instigator as well. Yeah. Holy yeah, Jack I just jumps him. But yeah. I mean, Reeves, most people would not be able to hold their own against Jack I. I mean, for a young kid, he's shown he could beat the shit out of most of this league. So oh, yeah. Reeves holds up, but it's the fact that he gets pushed back into the net and goes down over it. Like, that sucks. 
It's. Oh, I mean, if you're a, if you're a Habs fan, you say Jack I won. If you're a Leafs fan, you say it's unfair fight. So <laughs> take that how you will. Yeah, I was surprised to see him because the last notification I got, uh, he was sent down to the minors, uh, Jack I. And then tonight I saw him in the lineup and I was like, okay. And if you go to Jack I's fantasy profile on Yahoo, everyone's talking about Reeves versus Jack I first of game of the season. And Reeves came into tonight with big dick energy. He walked into that building with a pink suit, like a baby pink suit. And when he they probably announced- got the goal song changed himself. <laughs> right. And when they announced him on the ice, when they were doing the introductions, he showed everyone which way the beach was. He just <laughs> plumped that or pumped that flex up, pointed to his arm. He's just like, hell yeah, baby. And Treliving was just laughing up into the, at the press box up there. It was so funny. Amazing. Um, I just a quick update because uh, Max and our discord here, four goals on 16 shots so far for uh, our friend Jack Campbell over in Edmonton. Holy, I really wanted this guy to have a good start and that's rough. Uh, Sammy was at the same pace tonight, which didn't go well. He oh, ended with a fair. 792. That's uh, fair. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah, oh, it only took I... 10, 10 minutes and 20 seconds for his first fight as a leaf. Sorry. Yeah, no, um, what you mentioned about Jack Eye, though, going down, we actually talked about that on uh, our season preview show is all of us were surprised to see that Ghoulie and Jack Eye were both listed as on Laval Rockets, so... Yeah, they they pulled some weird shenanigans in the last couple of days there. Yeah, they definitely did. And like it, it didn't make sense, especially with some of the players that were being kept on the team to send someone like Jack Eye down because he did show last year that he can stay like on a team like Montreal that was not good. He held his own. Yeah, yeah. he's honestly like I uh, he's probably one of my more not like not favorites, but like a defenseman that I am entertained by watching, regardless of what team he ends up playing for. Like, it's just, oh, that's somebody that's, you know, that's cool. It's out of the ordinary. We haven't seen that in a while. You know, it's fun to watch. His name's fun. <laughs> Honestly, Wi-Fi. he's a character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the rest of the period, uh, not much going on besides the Leafs being anything but crispy uh the passes were poor um everyone just kind of looked like they're learning how to play and actually nice and minton had an awesome two-on-one opportunity but unfortunately savard got in the way and we end the period um the shots 12 to 9 for montreal and the hits pretty even uh nothing really to report i mean gregor had a good chance but he makes up for it later on and we enter the second one nothing for montreal i just had to check to see if david savard was the combined age of minton and nice but now he's only 32 <laughs> <laughs> imagine there's some guys in this league now like it blows my mind seeing like was it brent burns started playing before some of these guys were born like Sidney Crosby started playing. I mean, it was the lockout year, but like he, him and Ovi were drafted when uh, Bedard was born in 2005. Like that's crazy. Yeah, they were saying last night during the game because when he had his debut against Sidney Crosby, um, I think a tournament he uh, Bedard played in when he was 10, the prize was a signed Sidney Crosby stick. 
So it was just like they just highlighted the Sid versus Connor story and wouldn't give it up pretty much. But it is a cool story. And man, just talking about Brent Burns, though, looking at his you know, initial draft photo compared to today. Oh my God. Wouldn't even recognize the guy. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. I showed, um, there was the, something came up in my Instagram that was showing him side by side with Bedard. And I, I showed it to my fiance and she goes, wait, I don't, I don't get like, who's the guy on the left? And I was like, it's the, the Kit Kat chunky guy. She goes, holy shit. What? <laughs> I know what that guy looks like. That's not what he looks like. Like, no, you just got to add a shit ton more hair, a massive beard, take half his teeth out. Yeah. <laughs> add like 60 pounds. Right. It's actually surprising. Yeah. But... <clears throat> uh, another quick fact um, I wanted to touch on. We've mentioned this Pittsburgh-Chicago game a couple times. It was, uh, it was not the first game of the season. <laughs> For whatever reason, Tampa and Nashville was. At, yeah, five thirty start. Yeah, I watched that one when I was at work. I'm like, wait, is this the first game on? Why is it on so early? Why these teams? <laughs> I can't <laughs> think of any reason other than they're kind of close to each other geographically. Like, I know people were trying to um, say like, oh, there's no rivalry here, but like after looking at the map and we were talking about the Atlanta thing, they are kind of the closest in that area to each other. So there must be a mix of fans in that Atlanta, Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida, like, I don't know, wh- wherever there's hockey fans around there that might be split between those two. I don't know. Slim pickings. I was just down in that area. It is slim pickings for hockey fans. Yeah. Yeah. When I was in Orlando, people looked at me like I was an alien wearing anything hockey related. Um, I met one Tampa fan and I met uh, one snowbird just because they're from Montreal and I got chirped about my um, my shirt because I was wearing a leaf shirt. But that's about it. Everyone's super, you know, football-y. Everything's all about the foosball. Yeah, I was checking. I think there's seven cities that have an NBA or NFL team that don't have an NHL team. And I'm looking at them. I'm like, Oklahoma City, nah. Sacramento, nah, that's not going to happen. Utah, mm, we'll see. Like, it could. That's probably the closest one. Uh, But most of them are like, yeah, New Orleans. We're not getting anything in there. Atlanta's a far-fetched idea. Like, it's all in that kind of southern belt there where, like, if you look at a map of where the NHL teams are, even most of the western teams are east of the center of the states. Like, it's pretty crazy. There's a huge gap. It's like Nashville and Columbus and everybody in that and like St. Louis are all kind of in the middle and the eastern side of the middle. And then it's like massive gap. And we have the, you know, L.A. and um, Anaheim and San Jose and Arizona. So there's space. You'd probably find more fans in Alaska. Honestly. Yeah, but probably. um, Yeah, just it's interesting because I I heard, um, you know, the one of the other shows I'll say talk about how because hockey has and I never thought about this before because there's seven Canadian teams and there's usually one Canadian team and all the other ones it gives kind of an opportunity for the NHL to potentially go up to like 40 teams if you were to expand to some of those American markets but that's why I went to look at which markets those are and uh, I don't know besides Utah I don't see six other markets that you could throw some into yeah, I think um, we saw 
more progression out of everybody instead of just seeing like okay this is the lineup we're going to go with and kind of testing them out in preseason this time it was okay we're comfortable with a lot of the players that we have and their progression already so let's see who else is in the system and we can look at who we can move i.e sam lafferty so i think they had a more efficient effective uh purposeful and with a mission in mind preseason than last year yeah that, yeah. yeah that's a pretty good way to put it and like the i think it was friedman was saying that you know uh, trey Lemming went to keith and said don't think about the roster give me a list of your best team with the players that we have and interesting at that point it included minton so you had to do something to make room and that's why they shipped lafferty right like yeah, it kind of feels like Dubas was too personal about it. Like maybe he had some sort of connection with some players and he kept trying to give them chance after chance and like Got to with, do right by the guy. Right. And this year it's like just an objective view, like who is better, who won the spot, like straight up. And Gregor, for example, literally played his way and you could not say no to him. And same with Fraser Minton. And people would probably argue, like, you're ruining his development, yada, yada, yada. Like, the these guys have earned their spot. And I'm glad that they just gave it to them and instead of saying, ah, you know, maybe next time or whatever. Or like, you're this is a new PTO. Like, you're coming from here. We don't really know you that well. No, fuck that. Like the, they've played well for a reason and they played tonight. So I'm I'm so happy to see that instead of, you know, the same juggling of the same players, kind of like what you guys were saying last episode, right? Yeah. And Speak- is it not pretty telling that all of these guys that Dubas was fitting into these like fourth line roles over the last couple of years have all just been cut from their PTOs and don't have a team? <laughs> right. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I really liked Sam Lafferty, especially in the preseason. I thought he kind of brought his game to another level and he was finishing. Like, it wasn't just all about speed. Like, I thought he played a heavier game and um, I was really looking forward to him being on this team. But also, I had no idea Minton would even be a thing. Like, just drafted. We're thinking like in three or four years, right? And then Gregor or then there's Grambrell and you're just like uh, like we'll see whatever they're coming from the sharks but damn like I'm happy yeah Beaner go ahead uh, I was oh, just sorry. gonna say speaking yeah. of go me yeah <laughs> I was just gonna say speaking <laughs> of Gregor um, probably get back to the game here um, what a shot to open the scoring for the Leafs for the season both of us were wrong Roscoe yeah I said um, Yarn Croak I think yeah, I said nice. And yeah, Newhook made it 2 nothing. Caulfield had a goal called back, so it was almost uh 3 nothing unless I'm getting my times mixed up. And then Gregor yeah. just a just a rocket from the face-off circle. Yeah, it was right before that that I saw on Twitter when it was 3 nothing briefly that the coach's challenge was the best player on the Leafs so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Sheldon Keefe, you know, last season he was perfect. Eight for eight on the coaches challenge. He's 14 out of 15 with his career. So tonight, um, yeah. It's well, not, like, you now know, 15 out of 16. 
Yeah, yeah. Just great record there. And Caulfield, what a shot. Like, I got to give it to him. He was an OV spot down on one knee. Um, It would have been an awesome goal if it wasn't offside. And it was really, really close. But um, Newhook, though, what an addition for the Habs. Um, Just honestly, um, to, to me, most of the defense core, aside from Riley, looked a little shaky tonight. Um, yeah, like it, it's not like everybody had a bad game, but nobody had a, a great game. Like Riley, to me, looked like he was how he was playing in the playoffs. He was skating with the puck. He he wasn't doing his. You know how typically Riley will have a almost a gaff a shift. He didn't really have that. Like the the big boys showed up when they had to tonight, and it it took. 35 minutes of game time to start showing up but they did that's what matters and they attempted to mix up the pairings they put morgan riley with lilligren and right off the bat lily whiffs on the puck and it goes the other way and montreal scores so keith was super pissed on the bench like just trying to mix it up in the third period there and man like what what is willie with the whiff like, I, I need a nickname for this guy. Like, Whiffy McLilly or what? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I love him. He has a great bomb. I'm glad he's on PP2. But fuck, like, these little mistakes. I know it's game one. Like, I'm I'm nitpicking right now. But when I saw that, I was PTSD. Darty, I got to kick you. You're not even recording right now. I don't know what's going on. There's a technical there. Um, thank you for jumping in with us. I really appreciate it. We'll figure out if we have enough saved here but i know we can hear you but it's not recording so i don't know when that happened peace out thanks man uh so alex newhook great addition i was hoping to grab him on um my tim's pick did i i can't tell because the fucking app never opens i can get to like hit the picks and it opens like once a day enough for me to make them but never to check (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> try again yeah that nope. second line of new hook kirby doc and slavkovsky um i thought they were buzzing tonight and we got to see another side of slaff after getting injured last year and um this line just pairing up on their second goal uh chipping it up up the boards doc to slaff right across the crease jt's way too late to even cover anyone and Back backhand pass and in just chipped up by Newhook. It it was a nice nice goal and really bad on Sammy. Mm. Oh, I did nice. I picked Matthews, Bertuzzi, and Chikrin tonight. So I wish you got more than one for when people scored a hat trick. Anyway, yeah, um, <laughs> I think the Newhook edition is good. But I guess my question for the the Habs is like, do you is that what you're doing right now? Are you adding? adding other pieces that are good right now, or are you still trying to lose? Like, I just, I can't make sense of where they're at in this rebuild because I've heard from both sides, like people think that, you know, this is enough and they got to start just progressing with it. Kind of like the Leafs when Matthews and Martyr came in, just, you know, just keep running it until it works. But other people are like, no, 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 we gotta, we gotta make a couple better picks still and like, you know, tank and have some valuable, uh, assets to move to bring something real in in a couple of years when we're there. Like I, I just can't figure out where the Habs are at. Alex Newhook's the same age as Caulfield. Well, that's what I mean. Like, are you no, bringing by, in by that logic? You get rid of Caulfield. 
Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but you you have to start giving something to the team because if you just keep going in limbo, like, that's like the Oilers when they had Taylor Hall and Eberle and, that's you know, fair. their first reiteration of it. Oh, we're not quite there yet. We're not quite there yet. Well, if, you keep, if that's your mindset, you're never going to get there. So... I guess my point is like, where, where's the goal to place in the season for the Montreal Canadiens? Like, do they want to make the playoffs or do they want to have like, like for me, it's, it's, are you selling at the deadline or, or tanking and trying to get a good pick or are you making the playoffs like that in between seems like shit. But if that's really where they think they're trying to get this year, if, uh, if I was running the Habs, my goal this year would be to have the team playing somewhat competitive games towards the end of the season. They don't necessarily have to make the playoffs. They don't have to, you know, be within mathematical eligibility to make them at a certain point in time. Just don't be dead last. Don't be second last. You've been there. You've had a couple high draft picks. That it. Some of the teams have shown that it doesn't take that long to do a rebuild if you do it properly. You know, don't pull a Buffalo and do it four times in five years. But... You know, you, you don't have to do the typical 10-year rebuild anymore. I mean, yeah. until they have a goalie, I don't know. That's my... And also, Alex Newhook uh, was a first-round draft pick, drafted 16th overall in 2019 by Colorado, and they were able to sign him to 2.9 mil for the next four years. So oh, wow. if he can contribute and just continue playing this offensive style game uh it's a huge win for the habs on such a cheap contract what did they give up for him again oh tyler to foley didn't it no no where is it here sorry i'm reading the wrong pick new hook um yeah it was like a weird colorado got the 31st and 37th picks in the draft and defenseman fair brother from montreal Okay. Um, this move clears potential salary cap space. Keep pending free agent JT Comfer after the Avalanche acquired Johansson. Okay, yeah. I don't know why this is. This um, article is headlined Canadians acquire new hook from Avalanche. And then it says Flames trade forward to Foley to Devils right under it. So I was just like, wait, I don't know what I'm reading. Fuck you, CBC. <laughs> and it's, it's funny because they didn't even end up keeping Comfer either. No. No. Yeah, but okay. in this, yeah, go ahead. Uh, sorry, good. Do we say what you're gonna say? In the second p- period, uh, Curtis from Alberta called out on Twitter that the Buds will be scoring three in the second, and he was absolutely right. Um, aside from all of the penalties, uh, Montreal took three, Toronto took one. Um, Noah Gregor scoring first for the for the Leafs as being mentioned wow like I just want to mention one more time like if it wasn't for Nylander making it to the bench on this play and the official kind of waving it off because it was a little late and then Gregor just rushing to the net like this wouldn't happen but I'm so glad that we got to see his speed as long as well as his finishing skill because we've had so many speedy guys come in and out of the lineup but you know 70% of them couldn't finish it felt like so it's nice to have a guy who plays really heavy on his stick he's not afraid to forecheck and does all the right things that you need in the bottom six love it 
I, uh, I definitely, I, I put out like absolutely no one had Noah Gregor scoring the first goal. Like we, we had a whole <laughs> poll on the last episode of like, Hey, who's it going to be? And I don't even think he had a fucking contract when we had done that episode or he just nope. signed for like league men the next day. Like, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, Technically it hadn't been approved yet by the league. So amazing. Um, I don't want to skip over too much, but we are at the 52 minute mark and we got a shit ton of questions. So we'll have to save some, but uh, let's, okay. let's get to, so how the hell did we go down five to two and then end up tying it up? <laughs> <laughs> um, just quickly though, right after the Gregor goal, Matthew scores his 300th career goal, the fastest leaf to do so. Um, only nine games are more than Ovi, and he's wow. the only other active player in the league right now to um, be on the same pace. Uh, 10th in history overall and damn just what a shot like rebound comes right out straight to him and he just roofs it like just comes off marner takes the shot it bounces off jt goes straight to poppy doesn't miss and this was just the start of the the badness in my opinion the badness the madness yep to to end out the second period willie gets another gets a power play goal as well rocket from obi's house like yeah, take one, one of the eights, take one of the eights off his jersey, man. Like it was, that was basically eighty-eight point eight. Drop yeah. down to the knee and everything. That was such a nice shot. Oh fuck! It yeah. was literally eighty-eight point eight mile per hour shot, which is the funny part. It was too. I saw that on the screen, and I didn't even clock that as like hmm, significant because this is nothing. <laughs> yeah. How about we pay him eight point eight eight million for eight years then? And then um, <laughs> start the third Bertuzzi does what he does and is a little dirtbag and starts a kerfuffle um, scoring chance out front of the Montreal net Bertuzzi's whacking away at the, at the puck. Now this is after Matthews got absolutely robbed, like just completely robbed. There's no Aww. reason how Allen didn't have any business making that save. Yeah. And Bertuzzi takes one little poke at the puck. And all hell breaks loose. Anderson jumps on Bertuzzi. Geo comes flying in from the point and literally jumps on Anderson's back. Amazing. Belly flops him. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Like a competition. Like it was a belly flop competition. Like just boom. Like starfish. Bam. We're just like, Geo, relax. Like you're four Every- years old, bud. <laughs> Everyone was involved. That resulted in Toronto getting a penalty kill. Um so Anderson and Bertuzzi got roughing, and then Bertuzzi got a slashing call for poking at the puck. Of course. Um, that resulted in Caulfield actually getting his first of the season in uh, the, a fluky, fluky goal that just capped off Brody's horribly bad luck night. Yeah. Um, deflected off his stick and was like a little flutter puck over the top of the shoulder of Sammy, and he didn't even see it until it was already <laughs> little, in the back of the net. Little, little Cal fl- flutter puck? yep it literally looked lobbed it looked like a slow motion high like like kind of like he was fucking around trying to roof it and of course brody man second of the night obviously it's out of his control he he had good intention but oh he was not feeling great after that one yeah caulfield pulled out the 56 degree wedge on that one (laughs) um (laughs) wow they golfed a lot this summer um (laughs) 
<laughs> New hook then puts the Habs out front with a tip out, a tip in out front from um, Wi-Fi shot from the point. And then from there, the Yolonen goal, that was, if I remember correctly, that was the Lily giveaway where Lily bobbled it. Yes. And I, I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. Y-L-O-N-E-N. Yolanin. It was like Yolanin. Yolanin. Or Yolon, Yol, yeah. Yolonin. I don't know. Anyways, but, but I was going to say, are you, are you asking Steph how to pronounce somebody's name? <laughs> When they said it, I was like, oh, that's not as bad. And then I wrote it down, and now I'm trying to read it. Like, mm, Ooh, what? Vancouver's up 5-1. Yeah. the second. Let's go, JT Miller, three assists. Um, so, and then, yeah, sorry, just quickly help wrap it up here. Um, Sheldon Keefe and everybody's favorite Bond villain, Guy Boucher, <laughs> pull Sammy with, like, almost five minutes left in the third. Um, to get a to get a little bit of a man advantage there going, and Poppy just completely makes Jake Jake Allen look like me in that. Like <laughs> he's, sta- he's standing almost on the goal line and sees that Allen's still standing up and just shoots it in off his skates. Like complete, like that's a that's a beer league goal. Yeah, um, he, he made him look stupid. He didn't see it coming, and no. you know. The Leafs scoring three straight in the second, and the Habs come back in the third and score three straight. And then the last one out of that was a stupid turnover. So this was so nice to see, you know, just that little rotation from high to low with JT. And Matthew's just just like, ah, screw this, spins and just slaps it right in. And everyone's just like, oh, oh, it worked. (laughs) Yep. And then at 18.53 of the third, uh, pulled Sammy again, and the Leafs are hemming the Habs in the zone. Willie comes out from the top of the slot, passes it down to Matthews in his office over there off to the side of the net, and instead of one-timing it, he kind of stops it, does a little deke, which just completely makes Allen, like, he looked like a fish, just flopping around there and just tucks it in past him to tie the game up. It was beautiful. Oh, amazing. So, uh, I like I said, I did see overtime, and... Um... Man, Nye's taking that tripping call. That sucks. That almost cost them the game. But otherwise, it seemed like they were holding the zone and moving the puck pretty well. Um, uh, did I miss anything there? I didn't catch all five minutes. I think I cut about the, three minutes, 45. <laughs> the the Trey Krona's line was pretty good with Willie and Yarncroke and Klingberg. Um, yeah. But <laughs> nice. Nice. I, I thought about that, and I was happy. I was proud of myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's cool. good. Of course, national being a graphic. It's that. One. But um, no, with there's been a lot of times in the past couple seasons where the Leafs would be in overtime, and you almost get that pit in your stomach because with all the skill we have, it it should be a no brainer. But there's almost always something stupid that happens, and it ends super early. But there was chances both ways. The 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 Leafs really settled down towards the end of the third and into overtime when they had to press to try to tie it up. So I was really happy with it. Nylander had a couple good looks. Um, Nyes and JT actually had a couple really nice looks. Matthews had uh, br- almost a breakaway at the end of his shift, but he was gassed. So he couldn't really do much. 
So no, it, it it was it was good for a first game of the season. It it ended ended well, but shake all the cobwebs off. Hell yeah! And like we said about the preseason, yeah, I, I don't think we saw any games where all of these guys were playing together and Sammy was in net. It's just you know, this is really the first chance against another full team that they've had. So yeah, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I was nervous. You know, you tie it up and Matthew's just coming off his eighth career hat trick. So good vibes all around. And I was happy to see that they put Camp, Marner and Riley out to start. Camp immediately wins the draw and switches spots with you know Such Matthews a- on the bench. So that was nice. And that JT or JT and Nyes attempt, oh, that would have been nice. And then, you know, Nyes is kicking himself in the butt because he takes the penalty. But I agree, Bean, like the Leafs really settled it down and had control. You know, um, it was Geo Marner Brody, then Lily Camp McCabe. Uh, Lily had a huge block on Colt Caulfield to end it. So that was nice. And um, also on that last Matthews goal, I just want to say Klingberg holding the puck in the zone really made this goal happen. Because I thought the puck was just leaving and we're like, shit, there's going to be no time. But he saved the day with this huge reach. Like this guy is he's a really good puck handler. And um, yeah, it was nice to see. And it was relieving like something usually would be like, oh, great. There's there goes the game. Right. And I guess this is just a moment where we see like what Klingberg can do for this team. Yeah, Skeletor had two assists tonight, so he <laughs> he made up for a couple gaffes and showed his offensive side. Like that's the type of defenseman he is, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're at the hour mark. Let's go to the uh, social media scrum and whoop, see whoop. what we got from uh, everybody on Twitter. We have ten questions on Twitter, just on mine. I don't know if you got any more than that stuff, but that is that's going to be like a new record. And for game one, like thank you guys so much. Yeah. So, uh, first off, friend of the show, day one, Mike the Fanatic is Poppy on the pursuit of happiness. I mean, okay, if we're gonna, that's that's fun. I that I like that. The song yes. comments aside, yeah, Poppy is is on the pursuit of happiness this year. Uh, not the um, the Will and Jaden Smith movie though. Last year, it took him seven games to score his first goal, and I believe it was 33 shots or so. And tonight, he just came back in old poppy fashion. Uh, I don't think he was pretty happy with his production last season, even though he scored 40. Um, We all know he could do better than that, and now he's the highest paid player in the league. Um, Expecting huge things from him this season. And also after he hears that Bedard did not score four goals in his first game, he goes, okay, let me show you how you do a first game of the season. Come on. You let give me the show you a who's show. a man. This is a man's game. You're a little boy. Technically, uh, other friend Steph, of the show. he's not highest paid until next year too, though. Yeah. Okay, fine. Fine, let's go. <laughs> McKinnon still got it this year. Okay, Max fine. Daddy was calling you up to chirp you. Yes. Uh, so, so many friends of the show. I mean, everybody's a friend of the show, but everybody that's been here, so many questions from like day ones and I love y'all. Uh, so Mikey D let's plan the parade. I'll bring the screech. Okay. One stop it. That was not even, they were not good. They squeaked the win out and screech is not good. I'm done with this Newfoundland shit. <laughs> Alex Newhook is a new fee. So, really? um, 
Yes, and Mikey always tends to draft him in fantasy um, just from the trends. So shout out. Um, yeah, he always likes the new players. Yeah. I could, I'm just picturing, I don't know if you guys have watched Shorzy yet, but uh, fucking Ted Hitchcock, who's from Newfoundland. They, <laughs> no, is it Ted who's from? No, it's the other guy. Fucking, not Ted Hitchcock. Is it? I don't remember. I haven't watched the second season yet, and I haven't watched the I've first one. I've never watched it. You have to. You guys have to watch it. It's so good. But yeah, there's a I guy should. from Newfoundland, and like nobody understands what he's saying. Like They'll be in the dressing room. Everyone's like doing these one-liners, like firing people up, and he goes, Gonna give the boys a ride round. We're gonna run them up the walls and run them down the walls. And you're like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> oh, love oh it. Love it. Um, another good friend here, the Canadalorian. Canadalorian. It's like the Mandalorian, but it's Canada. Not can not Canada, Canada. <laughs> um, <laughs> shut up. It's past midnight now. Nothing matters. Uh, who's paying Willie his ten million? Toronto or someone else? If anyone else does, it's gonna break my mom's heart. That was the first thing that she asked me when I went home for Thanksgiving. Is is Willie gonna be playing? And I said, honestly, it sounds like they're trying to trade him before opening night. But I'm glad they didn't. And it's yeah. going. You know, if it does happen in Toronto, it if. Tonight continues in any trend. I think TJ Brody is going to be on the chopping block to make space for Willie. I said that like five months ago. I said, hey, if we're like looking at this roster, this is the contract that I'm circling now as like a yes, I know it doesn't necessarily make sense to move on from him, but it's going to. And look at here we are. I fuck it. Sorry, I don't normally beat these drums, but like I fucking said this, and people same with Muzzin. You were, like, were like, I same with Muzzin. I got you I, back there. The amount of I that was the first thing that I got torn apart on Twitter for was like there were rumors of like, hey, we can move him. Like you should right now because if you don't now, you are never going to get rid of him. And look at this. I'm not saying it's a bad thing he's working for the team, but that's not what you brought him in for three year, four years ago. Like, interestingly enough, though, Murray was there with crutches before the game announced as a non-active player, but due to injury, but Muzzin wasn't. He wasn't hiding in a box somewhere. Huh? Like, so So they had all the, they had all the assistance and everything on the bench. And then in Hmm. the back, they had, um, um, Simone Benoit, Connor Connor Timmons and Matt Murray. Where was Muzzin? Being uh, a scout doing scouty things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably watching another game. No, watching that's, the that's interesting. That way they have a good profile on him for when he comes to the Leafs, right? Yeah. But no, I, I Steph, I think you're right. If uh they gotta make room, it's I mean, we're getting what, four and a half mil next year, but if you want to do anything this year or like I don't think they want Willie to wait till does the salary cap bump kick in before july 1st or on july 1st like does he go to free agency technically that wouldn't really they would have announced what it's going to be but it wouldn't really technically kick in till the following season because you're allowed to be over the cap by a certain amount in the summer right okay fair i'm just wondering like is there going to be a scenario where they have to wait to see what the cap is going to be at the end of the season to work out his deal because that might be what they want to do. Because I don't think they want to give him ten. But if they, if they're finding out, okay, it's going to go, 
you know, four and a half instead of three, then maybe we can do 10 instead of nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Like if that's going to be the difference maker. Because we don't know how much it's going up by. They said like three and a half to four and a half. Like that's it's enough of a range that it could be holding them up. It could also change if we have another record year this year that could go up still again. Exactly right. So they they're in no rush, I think, to commit to it because they might have more money than they do right now. And I think if Willie's smart with his agent, they'll probably kind of figure out the same thing that if we sign now, there's less available money than there will be in eight months, potentially. So if they're not saying yes to 10 now, they might then. Well, Willie, Bertuzzi, Domi, Brody, Klingberg, and Lily are all up after this year. And I, so again, the, like and, you don't want to give anything. So the team, like the team's not, it's not like we're trapped. Exactly. So, and I think you don't want to commit to him until you see like how many of these other guys that you have only this year, do you want to keep? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, it, if it came down to that though, you keep Willie and you get rid of some of the other guys. Well, yeah, but it's which of the other guys, you know, do you potentially give a raise to or keep around or like, you know, if Bertuzzi works out, then, you know, sign him to whatever deal he's looking for. Or if he's, even if it doesn't work out, then let him walk. Right. I think that's kind of going to be the, the telling one. Michael Bunting scored tonight, by the way. <laughs> and he had like seven points in three se- preseason games or something like that. Like he yeah, was doing awesome. Right. But also another thing I'm thinking about with this contract thing, like and Noah Gregor, like he signed on league men and outperforming everyone else. It, it was just kind of a cherry on top of all of this because if mm. we kept Lafferty, that's even more money. And if we do make that dis- difficult dis- decision on Brody, there's five million right there. Um, every penny adds up, essentially. Of course. Um Another day one, because I love y'all. Lucas Hainsworth, was that the leafiest win of the season? I mean, one of one, yeah, like off to a very leaf start, like <laughs> keeping everybody's <laughs> blood pressure high and keeping Habs fans uh, in the running for the chirps, you know, keep keep them in the game enough that they can make fun of you and keep you stressed. Like, guys, I know healthcare is free, but... From Matthew Kahn, do Canadian hospitals accept patients who have a mild heart attack due to the Leafs? <laughs> um, Joey Ferg tweeted out before the game, uh, speaking of Leafy, saying, wouldn't it be so Leafy that the Leafs get shut out tonight and we don't get to hear the new goal song? <laughs> That's actually, that would be amazing if they're like, hey, we're going to do a new goal song tonight. It's like. That's like saying shutout. Like you're assuming you're going <laughs> to score. Are you serious? <laughs> not going to lie. I was scared. <laughs> that is actually pretty terrifying. And I did not think of that. Glad I didn't yeah. see that one. Um, oh, So many friends. Classy Kyle's misadventures. Um, how good is Austin Matthews? <laughs> so Stand, good. Stands alone at fifth all time in the Leafs and goals. Eight shots tonight. Oh, I love it. I hate that. I, I don't have him on any of my five fantasy teams this year for the first time. Oh, I'm sad. I, yeah, I only I have like either. Klingberg on one team and Marner on another. I have like no leaves. I have Sammy on one team. Rugrats. Holy tonight. Just 
buried me, guys. Like, but yeah. obviously it's gonna get better. But I've got sorrows too. I'm not happy about it. Um, so continuing the friends list, uh, Lindsay Isabel, how many air miles did Geo get from that absolute dive bomb beauty? <laughs> <laughs> Enough to get to the pursuit of happiness. Enough like, to honestly, fly on a vacation and maybe retire. Honest to God, I am really surprised that he didn't get a penalty for it. Me too. <laughs> like coming in from so a point far. like that. Yeah. I want to see if I could find a video of this. Oh, oh my Stuart God. Skinner's in that. Oh. Oh man. But That's yeah, rough. He, it's like Red Bull gave him wings and he just fluttered his way over and <laughs> man, he cannon bombed himself like without the cannon part it was just a pure belly flop of a bomb 40 year old mark giordano <laughs> is he practicing the leap onto robot island oh he fucking... don't manifest that but yeah i, I know right why? i'm worried about his health honestly i'm of the mind that like if he can play great if we're at this point where it's like if he's okay sure he's got the stamina clearly to fucking spread eagle dive bomb somebody like that but like if he can do this for the whole season great but at some point we got to evaluate if you know there's someone else in the system we can give this ice time to because as we've been saying with the forwards there's a lot of guys that have proven that on a really cheap contract not that geo's on an expensive one by any means but on a cheap deal you can you have these young guys that are, are fighting for a spot and, you know, I think you're just extending how long it takes them to get in here if we're keeping 40-year-old Geo in just to be nice. And uh, Well, Timmons when he's healthy, right? If Timmons wasn't hurt, I think he'd be starting tonight. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Leafs 34. Nick, what up, Nick? Uh, how you feel about the new goal song? I personally love it. And six people also loved it. And someone asked uh, fell at fell4n for the link. So it seems people do enjoy it. Yeah. I'm just a grumpy music hipster, I guess. It's a good pump up <laughs> song. Like it's it's really um general. Like it it's it just I guess it's the whole point is to get people pumped up and it's kind kind of recent, like kind of in the middle there where the new gen will still recognize it and then us old folk uh are like oh my god this it's song like a, is it a throwback for because i'm thinking it's of that era where if kids were born in like if they're like connor bedard's age they would have been seven when that song came out they're like older siblings giving them music on their ipod or whatever that's kind of where they would have got it so it's like a throwback for them it's the same way we have like backstreet boys where it's like it was out when we were kids but like we were i mean steph and i we were like sorry justin <laughs> It was just on the radio and it's, you know, it's not, it's more of a nostalgic, like this was around, not this was annoying because I had to listen to it all the time. I grew up with three sisters, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were fucking annoying. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. Like I, I, I grew up with it being like, you know, being a kid and just seeing like, oh, this is like the biggest thing in the world, but not really understanding it. And then being older, being like, yeah, these songs are just funny. <laughs> I wasn't subjected I just... to like the overplaying. <laughs> All the younger kids I just picture with their iPads dancing around the living room, going crazy, dancing to the song, like just being a typical little iPad kid and stuck to the screen. And then the song comes on and they just go 
psychotic. I'm sure Aoki's happy. That song's going to get some plays again. You're going to see a spike <laughs> and be like, what happened? Oh, yeah, we signed it off to the to MLSE for that thing. <laughs> Instantly becomes a Leaf fan. Throw- I, tell you, ever- I, I was just going to say, I, tell you, I took Patrick to that London Knights game before I went away on training. And they played Chelsea Dagger after the goals. And he was loving it. Nice. nice. Have you guys ever seen Aoki throw cakes at people? No. <laughs> Video, yeah. Okay, so the whole thing, Justin, and for anybody listening that's never seen this, is Steve Aoki's famous Aoki for... sounds like a Japanese fish. He well, is he's, Japanese. He's Japanese. Okay. With hair down I, to his bum. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> he's... I mean, Steve Aoki's been around for a while here. Yeah. This, he's a DJ. Wicka, wicka. The dude with the, this dude with the long... The long hair. He's gay. No. No. The, yeah. Literally, anyway. like, Zabanajad's a DJ. That's the only DJ I know. <laughs> he kind of looks True, like Zabanajad. <laughs> he does, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, people will, like, bring slab cakes, like those sheet cakes from the, the grocery store. And I don't know if, he, I don't know how it works. I think, like, you bring it and, like, give it to him. And then there's, like, people in the crowd that are like waving to like get hit by it. And he just like one arm tosses these things like 70 people back and just nails somebody with a cake. And they're like, yes, let's go. (laughs) It's his signature thing. He's been doing it for like 30 years. Jesus. Damn. So yeah. Um, Probably not 30, like 20. I'm thinking of when Steve Aoki started probably 20 years ago. Anyway. Um, Another question here from at LeafBlue16, Blue Leaf. Most impressive or encouraging new Leaf? Reeves, Bertuzzi, Domi, Klingberg, or Gregor? I think I'm going Klingberg, but I like Reeves and Gregor a lot too. Um, For the usage they're going to get, it's probably going to turn out to be Klingberg. Um, for tonight, it, it to me, it would probably be... I don't know. Domi was kind of quiet. He had some some pushes, some chances, but Gregor. You was guys have not brought noticeable. Domi up once, so that's pretty telling. Yeah, like he did have a, a couple moments, but nothing like nothing to write home about. So Gregor, his speed, his shot, like his goal was incredible. Um, and then Klingberg, he had the two nice assists, but at the same time, he did have some gaffes. But still, getting used to a new team, first game of the season. So at this point, I would say for me, Gregor from this game, but with the usage over the season, it's probably going to be Klingberg. Steph, what about you? Yeah, I agree with that. And also just keep in mind tonight for Max Domi, he had 11.39 time on ice, whereas his line mates, uh, uh, Tavares here had 19.47 and Nylander 22.41. So Domi really got handicapped by the special team situation because the Leafs were on the PK and the power play a lot tonight. And Domi being on that PP2 maybe sees 30 seconds max. So I think he was really, you know, on the bench a bunch. And when they were down, they were putting, you know, the core together, like Nylander, Matthews, Marner out. And then they kept putting knives with them and moving Bertuzzi all over the place. So just comparing time on ice with Gregor, they were one second apart between Max Domi and Gregor. Um, He had 1138 and 
honestly, it has to go to Gregor for me. Um, it's hard, though, because Klingberg really saved the day at the end by holding that puck in. And it was nice to see that shot from the point. But tonight, I have to give it to Gregor. Hey, you know what? Shot from the point, something that I like to hear. It's something that I always talk about that I want to see, even though it is not super important. I just, you know, it's a part of hockey that I enjoy watching that we never have on the Leafs and everybody else has it. And it's like, it's, uh, can somebody just shoot it instead of all this fucking passing around until one lane is open, please? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't watch the game. So just from what I saw, Reeves fighting Jack Eyes, awesome. Uh, the fact that Bertuzzi is doing his job that he's supposed to is great. Uh, Klingberg getting two assists and from what you guys have said, somewhat effective in some situations and Gregor scoring. I think, I think it's, it's encouraging that um, most of them, I mean, Domi's Domi. It's not like Ty Domi was a highlight real player every night by any means. So I think we got to just keep the expectations uh, level there. But I think yeah. uh, I think it's it's encouraging that everybody's finding a place this quick. Yeah, um, Gregor Ooh, had four shots Vancouver. tonight. Oh man! But yeah, just to cap Sorry. that convo, uh, four four shots on on net tonight for Gregor with eleven minutes on ice. Like I think that's awesome. And same, you know, Nylander tonight had five shots. Bert had five shots. Maddie with eight. So it's nice to see them shooting that puck because in the first period it was not looking good. One of the <clears throat> one of the biggest things, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, that I liked seeing tonight was the consistency still from Willie. Like, what was it, halfway through the year last year, right up until now, he has been a constant driver, like, very few holes in his game. And, like, that's what Keith challenged him to do, right? So I love seeing that because he was very dangerous tonight. I know it's contract year, so he's probably going to play very well. But And then, like, Mo, Mo looked great in the playoffs. Like, that's the Morgan Riley that we all – grew to love when he started in the league and then all those dark years with the leaves he kind of you know the offense tapered off and he was just kind of our our longest tenured player and then the playoffs this past year he was great and he's carried that over at least to game one so that's really promising and hopefully it can keep going forward yeah Yeah. i would really love to see like a resurgence of riley this year you know not that he's really had any down years but he's definitely had some where he's shown more than he did in the last few. So I'm hoping he gets back to form. Last question here from Mystic. Oh, sorry, Steph, you're about to say something. Sorry, I just was going to say, I want to see playoff Riley in the regular season. Um, He's quarterbacking PP2 with Lily. I think that's a great opportunity for him to showcase his offensive skill like he did during the playoffs. And uh Just to cap it off there, Klingberg actually led time on ice tonight with 24-38, and second behind him was Matthews at 24-32. Fun fact. Well, that kind of leads our last question here. Mystic LaPassion, if I can still ask, of course you can. Well, you're just lucky that we're late. (laughs) Uh, What did you you think about Klongberg and Gregor? I'm sure that's Klingberg. They seem good with what they brought tonight. Klongberg is what we're going to call him every time he makes a mistake. <laughs> yeah. I still like Skeletor, but Klong. <laughs> Klongberg is just like, oh, Klongberg, come on. <laughs> One of my fantasy team names is uh, Stage 5 Klingberg. <laughs> oh my god. My one that I'm actually the most proud of is uh, the Unpronounceables. 
And I named <laughs> I named it that because I was just trying to decide, you know, on a team name. And I'm looking through Lindholm, Kadri, Verhage, Kuzmenko, Nietzsche, Giroux, Hedman, Taves, another Lindholm, Brady Shea, <laughs> Cousins, Eichel, Kaprizov, Ekblad, Ottinger, Saros. There is not like one phonetically spelled name on my team except for Saros. You need <laughs> you need like Sharon Govich and Yamamoto and exactly all, right all the names. But this is this wasn't even like Jack going I. for for the sake of I could get Jack I actually for hits, but like this wasn't even for the sake of doing this. Like I just noticed that my entire team is just very hard to say names. <laughs> so we're the unpronounceables. Seven one. Seven. Oh, I hope some of my guys are scoring there. I have a Vander Kane though, and he's like just negative, 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 negative. It's so shit. Ugh. Yeah, I actually avoided him in my drafts, but I targeted Bouchard. He should be having a very good year, hopefully. Hopefully. Kale McCarr scored tonight for anybody who's got him. Just our little, I don't know. We'll do this to close it off. Miko Pasta Randall with two. Three. Miko Randall's got three points already, goal and two assists. Nice. Yeah. Pasta so with he, two goals. Bedard oh, with a goal. Manjapani scored. Three assists for Hughes tonight so far in that uh, shitstorm in Edmonton. 7-1. Yeah, Miller's got a goal and four assists already. Wow. Oh, that's <laughs> good. A I think minus I have three him. with one assist. Lovely. And for all of you idiots like me that drafted Jacob Chikrin, he was a minus three tonight. So that's your fantasy update for the night. We're, we'll turn it into a proper segment, but this is what happens when we just end up checking our phones for fantasy because there's so many Ooh, games on. JT's stat line is great. One goal, four assists, plus three, two power play points, three shots, three hits, one block, and counting. Love it. So uh, kids, when's the next game? Yes. Friday? Saturday? Is it Friday? Saturday? Saturday? I just... Let me check. I, yeah, I Saturday. got to double check. Saturday um, against... Uh, at home against Minnesota. What a We've got Minnesota and then this Chicago. Ugh. I just want to say this new app update for the NHL app is Sucked. horrible. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Like I cannot navigate properly. I cannot see the schedule for the Leafs properly. It's just like a regular old friggin' calendar. Like it doesn't tell you. You have to click individual days unless I'm just doing this wrong. And no, I that's hate how it. They, they do it now. It's the same on the browser. It's really stupid. Oh my god, this is so like. Did they fire their whole team and just <laughs> friggin' bargain barrel it? Like what? What happened? Anyway. So Saturday, I will be pulling a National Bean graphic and doing it from a hotel room, I think. Because I'm going to Niagara Falls this weekend for uh, a week of work. Nice. You're down my neck of the woods. Am I? That's your neck? Well, I thought closer you're... than Ottawa. That's fair. Okay, true. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? Actually, depending on when... Uh, here, I'll, we can we maybe plan that I on my way back, I can stop by and we can do, yeah, Saturday the 21st. Oh, no, I might still be in. I'm going to still be in the falls. Never mind. I thought we Saturday, could do Saturday or Niagara is like an hour and a half out of your way, though, if you're going home. So I yeah. would completely understand not visiting. <laughs> <laughs> 
we'll see. I'm uh, I'm gonna be there for like nine days, so I don't know what's gonna end up being. But nice. the the good thing is our filming there is daylight dependent, so uh, I can only work until the sun starts going down, which is like six o'clock. So uh, I shouldn't be missing any of the games. I just can't really stay up silly late because we got to get up early to catch the sun, you know. But we'll be uh, we'll be good for episodes. So stay tuned. Vancouver we'll have just one for Demko. Everything. What? Why? Delayed call. No I I've got no like he went to the dressing room and there are backups in that. Uh oh. Oh no. I've, just, I've got Did a muted. Not so have I to make a save anything. for twenty minutes and then pull something. <laughs> Cramp. And McDavid's the only box for cross checking. <laughs> All right. So uh, as we are just basically live looking at the schedule. So Saturday, <laughs> Monday and Thursday. So uh, we'll we'll do that. I don't yes, see yes, anything. Yes. I don't see, foresee anything getting in the way there. So uh, stay tuned for after the games and we'll be hitting you. If you would like to watch them, they're always on the inside the rink YouTube channel. Uh, they're there usually the morning after I post these. So thanks so much, everybody. Have a good night. Anything we want to sign off with? So happy the Leafs are back. We're back in business, baby. And it's going to be a great year. This is a new team, a new GM. Good things are happening. And it's only going to go up from here. I'd rather have a game like this on day one than day 60, 80, etc. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. I hope there's a darty clip in here somewhere. Hattie for Maddie.